What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the New York Minute. I'm your host, Birdson, and we're back with spoilers, sucker. We're back with spoilers for the upcoming Frightful Box. It's time to get hype. It's time to look at some brand new cards. I'm currently sitting here waiting for my mailman. He has my uh, Herald's box, but that's another story. Let's jump right in. As time and time again before, I'm going to have the link to the article in the description. So here we go. Today's spoiler article is called Two Men and a Wavy. Nice, I like that. <laughs> Welcome to our previews for Frightful. This issue has many of your favorite Fantastic Four villains. Okay, cool. So first up, we have Annihilus. He's Frightful team at level one, flight range, three, four, six health. Good stats so far. I like that. Hopefully he's easy to level. Lord of the Negative Zone. You can include up to two negative zone locations in your deck. That's interesting. Wow. Hmm. Ooh-wee. If you've learned anything from me when we were talking about the first Fantastic Battles box in this arc, the negative zone is a blowout, man. So if you can have two of those in your deck and you draw them, you're going to win games. You're probably not supposed to win. That card is that strong. It's basically it's basically an infinity gem that you can search for with uh, Mr. Fantastic Main or the seven cost Mr. Fantastic. Note that if Mr. Fantastic is in your deck, your invention pile will also include its usual. Wow, so you get four. That's nuts, man. That's insane. That the card is that good, man. Keep an eye on Annihilus. Let's check out his XP con. The living death that walks. Level up 10. When Annihilus attacks, strikes, stuns, wounds, or KOs a defending enemy character in combat, he gains that many XP. Wow, that can really stack up. That's cool. When he levels up, shuffle this card into his owner's deck. Hmm. I like this. <laughs> I like this a lot. <laughs> uh, let's see. So... When he attacks, he's going to get one. When he strikes. So he's almost always good for 2 XP. If he stuns the guy, he's going to get 3. If he wounds the guy, he's going to get 4. And if he kills the guy, he's going to get 5. You can level up fairly quickly with this. Especially if they're playing 1 health characters down low. And you can shoot them, you can strike them, you can stun them, and you can wound them. This guy's going to level. I like this guy a lot. Let's look for his level 2. At level 2, Annihilus is frightful. Flight range, 7-7, seven, seven, 6 health. He now has launch, invasion force. During the build, you pay a green. Search your hand and deck for an Annihilation wave supporting character and put it onto your side. He also has continuous rebirth. If Annihilus would be KO'd by a wound, you may reveal his level 1 card from your hand. If you do, he is not wounded instead. Then shuffle his level one card back into your deck. I like the possibilities here because if you have like this deck where like you're playing a bunch of agents or you have ways to get to that level one, he could potentially not die. And then he has, I wonder what the Annihilation Wave is. This guy is pretty good, man. You're going to want to play this, I'd say. This is really interesting. The fact that he has, for all intents and purposes, he has life a seventh life because you're going to be drawing cards. You're going to be getting to that level one again. And he's really easy to level. Keep an eye on Nihilus. Plus, if for nothing else, 
he gets to play with four negative zones. That's so strong. I hope you guys understand. That thing is so strong. And you don't need a Fantastic Four to burn it. As long as it's in your deck, you can play it. And your main character casts it. That's insane. Here comes the Annihilation Wave. Three cost. Flight. Five, three. One health. Frightful team. Swarm. You may have any number of Annihilation Waves on your side. This power cannot be turned off. It also has an unending wave of ships and bugs. At the start of your build phase, you may put an Annihilation Wave supporting character from your KO pile onto your side. I like this thing a lot too, man. When you power up, you're potentially getting five more power on the board the very next turn. Your Annihilist can bring it out from your deck. This thing's pretty good. Uh, I wish, I kind of wish it had two health. I wish it had two health. But compared to the other three drops on that team, Awesome Android and Diablo, you can probably play this comfortably if you're playing Annihilus. Ooh, man. Here we go. We got Kang the Conqueror. At level one, he has flight range, 2-5, five, 5 health, frightful team. Immeasurable identities. This game, Kang's supporting characters you own are main characters instead. There's a couple reasons why that's really important. When we were playing with Spider-Verse earlier this year, you don't just lose when the first one dies. So if you have, like, if Kang has Legion or if he has Swarm, you're going to be able to not just lose the game outright. That's really strong. It is the Conquerors who change the world. Level up five. When an enemy character gets wounded... Kang gets an XP. That's a little worse than Annihilus's XP. And you definitely need combat for this. But if you have like the three drop Leviathan that wounds outright. Uh, if you have other ways to cheat wounds on. This is actually really easy to do. Uh, you're going to probably want to be fighting with him anyway. So let's see what he does at level two. Should be very, very interesting. I know very little of this character. I'm going to admit that now. But I do know. That he's all about like time travel and like he recruits himself in other time zones so that he can help himself in the future or the past. So this guy's really timey-wimey and that's cool. Level 2. Kang is frightful. Flight range. 310. I love those stats. Love those stats. 5 health. Light of the centuries. During the draw phase, you pay a blue, a yellow, and a red. Shuffle each resource into its owner's deck. Then choose a number 1 to 10. Each player puts that many cards from the top of their deck face down into their resource row. If there are any locations, you can play them face up instead. Kang can only use his power once per game. That's really interesting. And man, if you win the board and then you light of the centuries and call one or two, your opponent's going to lose because of this. This is really strong. It has yellow in there, rightfully so. This is a game-winning ability. Keep an eye on Kang the Conqueror. And I, I happen to have a little smile on my face because I know people were hyped for this guy, and this guy is really strong. His XP con's a little a little worrisome, but if you're if you're playing aggro, if you're trying to aggro them out, and then you flip, you could just win on the spot because of this ability. Awesome. We got zero cost Kang the Conqueror. He's frightful team. Flight range, star, star, two health. The Tomorrow War. At the start of the game, before players draw opening hands, secretly choose a future date. 
Kang can't appear unless it's that date. Time will tell. Kang has base attack defense equal to the future date. Swarm. Yeah. You may have any number of Kangs on your side. Yeah, this this feels right. This feels very flavorful. He basically... <laughs> he can only come out on the future date, but he's going to be equal to the future date. That's cool. Let's see what the future date is. A future date is represented by a whole number from 1 to 10. It counts as being that date while you have exactly that many resources. So if, for example, you pick 7, Kang cannot appear until you have exactly 7 resources. And then time will tell would make him a 7-7 seven, seven in that example. This is pretty interesting. I'm not sure what date you're supposed to call. Mind you, the main character Kang needs these guys, right? Because he turns them into main characters. So do you want a 1-1 a one, one with 2 health main character, flight and range? I don't think so. In my mind, you probably want it to be upwards of 4 so that it can fight. Again, it's a main character with with Kang the Conqueror main character. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, you can't even you can't even cheat that. But it's so cool because if you choose if you choose 10 as the future date, he'll be a 10-10 that comes out exactly when you have 10 reasons. This guy is nuts, man. This guy is cool. I like this a lot. And you could have more than one. Keep an eye out for Kang. I would have to play to know when the right future date is, but you're gonna play four of them if you're playing Kang the Conqueror. Awesome card. And that's all we have for spoilers. So I'm going to run this down one more time. Annihilus is no joke, man. The, the negative zone has been such a blowout card. And being able to play that more than once a game, because Mr. Fantastic had to wait until he leveled or until you played the seven cost, that's insane. You're going to win games with Annihilus because of that. And we're not even talking about his wound dodging potential. When he's level 2, he can fight. He's a 7-7. Seven, seven. He has 6 health. And he can potentially live into those Galactus and DP turns. He also drags in the Annihilation Wave, which is decent. It's not a terrible card. It has Swarm. It has Flight. It's on a relevant team. And it revives itself. At the start of your build phase, you may put an Annihilate. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's good. Kang. Kang's level up condition is kind of rough. If you have ways to wound cheat or if you have ways to sneak on extra wounds, Kang's going to pay you back for it because Light of the Centuries will win you the game. If you're ahead on board, you call one or two and you just, you're not going to lose that game. And then the Kang supporting character, all four of him go into the Kang deck and I'm not sure what the future date's supposed to be. Only time will tell. Zing. I'm out of here. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Burris, and it's been the New York Minute. Peace.